Welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Dr. Derning Moore, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Moore. My name is KJ Eichstead. This is Confessions from a Dental Lab, the podcast that takes you beneath the surface so you can learn things and hear things right from the source. We cover all sorts of interesting topics such as digital smile design, ceramics, but we also like to talk to dentists as well. And we're very happy to have one joining us today. And that is Dr. Derning Moore. Dr. Moore, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Very cool. Very cool. We're talking to more and more dentists from North Carolina, so that's exciting. Um, first question, Dr. Moore, could you introduce yourself? Like, who is Dr. Moore? Uh, who are you and who you are and what you do? Yeah, man, that's such a loaded question. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a general dentist in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, we have been, I've been here since like 2017, I guess. Um, I got married to a Charlotte girl and we we moved back here when we were kind of setting up our roots um kind of knew that we wanted to come back come back to Charlotte and um so been here and and, uh and yeah we love it we um gosh it's been kind of a crazy crazy journey uh for us a little bit um been practicing for about eight years um we've moved around a little bit and yeah kind of eventually got settled i um bought my practice back in like 2019 so kind of had all of the craziness with the past couple years going on on top of being a a new business owner so um yeah it's been fun um yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Dr. Moore. I mean, that's very interesting. Uh, you kind of set up a little bit of a timeline there. I imagine a lot of dentists out there went through something very similar, you know, like obviously probably there's many out there who have owned their practices for a long time, but I mean, it must've been crazy to, you know, buy your, uh, you know, buy your practice in 2019 and then have it seem like everything was about to fall into place. Then all of a sudden you have these crazy couple of years. I know that that's actually the time I bought my first house. So, uh, you know, my world kind of flipped upside down too. I thought everything was lining into place. Uh, you know, COVID happened, ended up getting all the workforce was all sorts of disrupted. You know, there's so much uncertainty and it, it finally feels good to just be back to a little more uh, certainty. Um, and, and I noticed you, you said you've been practicing dentistry for about eight years now. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about your dental journey and feel free to, you know, as much as you'd like to share, like, like, did you always know you wanted to be a dentist? You know, like, where, where did you go to school? And then as much as you'd like to share about just telling us about your dental journey. Uh, yeah, man. Um, gosh, I, I've been, I've been around dentistry my whole life. I'm actually a third generation dentist. Um, I really wasn't around when my grandfather was practicing. But, you know, obviously grew up in my in my dad's practice my whole life. Um, so I've been around it. Uh, I, I didn't really know that I wanted to be a dentist until I had to go through kind of my own little rehab of sorts and, and got to see kind of the behind the scenes. 
you know, that, that you don't really get to see unless you're in it or, or, you know, being a patient. And so, you know, I got to see the collaboration with different specialists. I got to see the, you know, engineering, the artistry that, that goes into it. So, you know, that really piqued my interest. And I, I also saw, you know, the quality of life that we had and the balance that, you know, my father had just work-life balance wise um, and, and kind of knew that, that this was a great, great profession, great, you know, for lifestyle and family and that kind of thing, which are all important to me. So um, yeah, went into, obviously went into college knowing that's what I wanted to do. Um, I went to University of Louisville in Kentucky for, for dental school and graduated there in 2015. Went, um, went from there, went straight into an associateship. And like, like most, they, it, it failed pretty quickly. Um, you know, the, the, the dentist that I went in with, we didn't exactly, you know, have expectations or have our, um, I guess his expectations and my expectations of the situation were, were a little different. And I just don't think he was ready for somebody to be in his practice quite yet. And so, um, so yeah, worked there for a little while, then worked um, for some different um, kind of corporate or DSO groups, um, you know, get, getting good experience. Um, I mean, there's good and there's bad with it, right? I mean, there's, you know, obviously you're working for somebody and there's somebody telling you what to do and a little bit kind of how to do it, but you get a lot of good, you know, systems and business kind of principles from it. Um, so did that for a little while and then uh, kind of always knew I wanted to have my own own practice. And so uh, when the right opportunity came around, I, I jumped on it. So and here I am. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so you said you graduated in 2015. You must be pretty young, Dr. Moore. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, yeah. Well, if I have to do the math, I think I'm 33. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. And uh, another quick follow-up that uh, you're just making me think of, but we're just, you know, our goal with the show is just to provide as much value as possible to the audience. And, you know, I think you're an interesting case because you got to grow up around dentistry. And like you said, you, you got to grow up, uh, you know, in, in the, the practice and stuff like that. And then you, you experience some highs, you experience some lows. Uh, so my question is, and, and as much as you'd like to share, and you don't have to kind of pick like, you know, maybe don't think too hard about this, maybe just something that comes to mind. But like, could you share one thing that you like really, really, really love about dentistry? And then following that, could you share some, one thing that's like maybe just like a pain point that, uh, you know, because all dentists have it, right? Like everyone in their jobs, they might have something they they absolutely love about it, but but there might be at the same time something that they're like, oh man, if maybe there's some technology that could alleviate this, maybe if there's some systems that could alleviate this, would you mind sharing just one of your favorite things and also maybe like a pain point about dentistry? Yeah, man. Um, uh, one of my favorite things, I mean, really is anything where kind of artistry is involved. And I mean, you want to talk about doing like, you know, beautiful composite resins or, um, you know, smile transformation cases or even, you know, clear aligner cases. Um, and I love photography. So photography that goes into that's always, always fun. I'm, you know, always trying to find new ways to improve lighting or, 
you know, new gadgets or whatever. So it's kind of a deep rabbit hole, but it's still fun. Um, so, so yeah, I would say that's what, that's my favorite part of it. Um, you know, and then another favorite part that is not necessarily, you know, clinically related, but is really just like when, when you have a good team, which we have right now and everything's really like gelling and everybody's just kind of, you know, you get to work, you're excited to be here because you know, everybody's, everybody else wants to be there too. Right. Yeah. You just get a lot of good camaraderie, a lot of good teamwork. Um, So when you kind of hit that sweet spot, I would say that's a, that's a really, really awesome place to be. Um, And this part of the paint. Yeah, can yeah, I stop ahead. you right there with a quick follow-up? Is like because I think that's super interesting, um, and a lot of dentists would want to achieve that. Was it always that way, or was there was there maybe like something that developed in time, or maybe could you offer like a like something maybe as like a tip that uh, kind of worked for you in terms of achieving this good camaraderie, whether it's like you know culture fit, or maybe there's some actual tactical uh, advice you would give out there. Just to, to, cause that, that's such a big thing, you know, whether it's a dental lab or whether it's a dentistry, um, dental practice, like, the, you know, when people are gelling as a team, like, like everybody experiences the benefits and, uh, it's contagious. Yeah. Um, no, it hasn't always been that way. Um, you know, in fact, like my first hire was like an absolute disaster. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, for me, honestly, it was having the staff input like on, on hiring new team members. I mean, they know, they know our culture better than anybody. And we've, we've got, we've got some team, team members that have been, you know, in this office for over 20 years. So, um, so I guess having them involved in that process, I think was something that I realized after my first, you know, disaster that was like, Hey, like, you know, these people have to work with them too. And, you know, that they know what we're about just as much as I do. So they, they had a big input on, on our most recent hires and, and then just kind of taking it from there and really defining, you know, what our core values are, what it is that, you know, as a team that, that we want to achieve um, together. And then, you know, having some really vulnerable conversations with each other in terms of like, you know, I guess open and honest, open and honest dialogue um, with each other has been huge. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, that, that's like a great takeaway. I think a lot of listeners can, can take back with them and apply to their own practices or their own jobs or, or their own labs and stuff like that is just like, you know, get, try getting some other people's input in terms of the overall fit. I think that's uh you know, it's, it's free to do and uh, it, it could really pay big dividends. So, so on the flip side, uh, Dr. Moore, like what's something that maybe, you know, you, you feel like could be uh, like a pain point you think might be awesome if it could be alleviated as we, you know, go towards the future and there are advances and maybe solutions and stuff like that. Would you mind sharing something on the other side? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it maybe not as along, not along the lines of what you just kind of talked about, but I mean, it's like, you know, big pain point is just figuring out running the business. Right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not something we all get taught and, you know, you, you, 
you got to go out there and kind of learn it on your own or, you know, be in the thick of it and, and kind of figuring it out and having help along the way. Um, so, you know, that's, as a practice owner, that's, that's one of my big pain points is, is just how to, how to run the business better and how to, you know, how to optimize it. Um, you know, um, I feel like that's super relatable as well. You know, I, I mean, I didn't really know. Uh, it's always interesting just to hear for different perspectives because everyone walks their own journey. But yeah, I feel like that's just another thing that's really relatable. And uh, I think a lot of people could relate to you on that because, you know, like you guys are very knowledgeable when it comes to smiles and, and helping people achieve their desired smile and, and solutions and stuff like that. But once again, like, I don't know how much business they teach in dental school. Did they, did they teach you any of that? I mean, not really. I mean, my... Yeah. my my education in in business was from a guy that was like going on sabbatical. So like he, he really couldn't give a rip about, (laughs) about teaching the class. And so it it was kind of unfortunate, but um, yeah, a lot of it was learn learning through different job experiences or listening to different podcasts and, and talking to other people. So. Yeah, that's a, that's super interesting to hear. Um, you know, it kind of leads me into another question. Like, how important is it to have a mentor in dentistry? And like, you know, maybe it was your dad, maybe it was your grandpa, but like, is there a mentor that, that you still talk to a lot? And, and could you speak about the importance of mentorship in dentistry for those hard questions? Oh, man, it's huge. Um, you know, this can be such a lonely profession. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of times like right now I'm sitting in my office alone. Um, but yeah, you have you have a lot of days where you know everybody's coming to you for answers. So it's always it's it's nice to actually have somebody else to turn to and be like, hey, how do I handle this and and what and what do I do? Um, for me, yeah, the, my my biggest one's always my dad. Um, he's you know the first one I always call when I'm, I, I've got a tough situation. And then um, I've had a lot of other great mentors along the way. Um, you know. Another one that comes to mind is David Bennett. Um, he's a he's a dentist out in Denver, Colorado. But um, you know he's been a huge mentor to me just in terms of you know understanding you know all of these nuances of occlusion and airway and and aesthetics and really tying in all of these different philosophies um, you know into being able to perform treatment, diagnose treatment. Um, so he, he's been, he's been a great mentor to me too. And i um, trying to think of, think of some others. I mean, um, yeah, Galen Dietrich, he, he's um, kind of along the same line of, of David is, is somebody that, you know, I've, I've picked, a, picked his brain a lot on, you know, office, office stuff, business stuff, um, as well as, as clinical, clinical cases. So uh, it's so important to just to yeah. have different, different voices and different, different frames of references in terms for, you know, for the questions that you have and, and not just getting everything from, from one, from one place. Yeah. I mean, like even just second opinion sometimes, uh, quick, quick yeah. follow up before we get to our next question, but like, how did you become connected with, uh, Dr. Bennett? If he's out in Denver, do you guys meet at like a conference, a CE event, maybe at school, something like that? Um, 
yeah, three different people. Um, you know, he uh, he actually. How did we first come in contact with each other? I actually think it was through um, Dr. Dietrich, who I was also mentioning. Um, hmm. I think yeah, uh, he was his mentor, and, and you know, kind of put me in touch with him as somebody that could really help me. So, um, so yeah, that was that was how we kind of got in touch. I mean, in today's you know digital world, especially, is a lot of education. A lot of educational content is is online. I mean, it's it's crazy how you can get connected with people all over the world. Yeah. Uh, have you been, you know, kind of working with them for a long time? Or, or like you said, you know, it's very, um, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's very accessible these days to connect with someone like that. Is it, has this just kind of just been like, like a recent thing? Or has this been like a, you know, like a two-year thing, or like a five-year thing? Or has this been like even longer than that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been over the past probably four or five years. Very cool. Very cool. So how about this, Dr. Moore? Uh, what's one X factor that separates you from other dentists? And feel free to go any direction you'd like. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know that I really have an X factor that separates me. I mean, I'm a, an ordinary guy kind of doing, you know, doing dentistry, uh, doing stuff that I love. Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, things that I think kind of make me successful is, is being relatable, um, being somebody that, you know, is, is open and honest with people and, and, you know, somebody that patients trust. So, you know, allows me to do some cool things and, and, um, and yeah, help a lot of people. You know, Dr. Moore, I would even argue that that is an X factor, just being an ordinary guy, because, uh, you know, I've I've seen a lot of dentists. I've I've been fortunate to meet a lot of dentists and and sometimes they, you know, do do have extravagant things whether it be a car, whether it be a wardrobe and and sometimes that's a little difficult for the average person to relate to, but even if it's just kind of being approachable and even being like an ordinary person, I think that goes a long way and and that is an that is an X factor in its own way. So, uh next question, what's one thing your patients have taught you over the years? Um, I mean, they've taught me a lot and especially, you know, as I've had my own practice and really kind of had more responsibilities, you know, as, as both a practice owner and a, and a, and a dentist, but I would say like a big thing and it's kind of, you know, cliche to really stay and it's not really cliche, but I mean, I think a lot of people have heard of it is that people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. Hmm. And, and, you know, in the, in the dental world, I mean, you get on Instagram or you talk to other dentists and everybody's trying to say like, oh, well, I've been to Coist or I've been to Dawson or I've taken this continuum or I do this many veneers a month or, or whatever, um, which is great. It kind of can lead you down a rabbit hole of like, oh, well, if I take this class, it's going to put me over, you know, uh, on the next level. But, you know, while patients care how, how educated you are and, and, you know, that you can deliver a result. I mean, they really care. They really want to know how much you care about them and helping them out um, and meeting them where they are, whether, you know, whatever their situation may be um, and being able to connect with people and, and really communicate with them. I mean, is 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 huge. And so I would say that's the biggest thing is, is just being able to, 
communicate and 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 share and show my patients that you know that's you know I'm here for them and I'm here to help them um, it's probably been the biggest thing that they've that they've taught me and that it's not it's not how much CE that you've taken although that's super important to be able to do the dentistry you want to do it's 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 just being being able to communicate with them um, on their level very important very important so how about this dr moore how important is it to work with a good dental lab and why is that important for dentists i mean it's it's huge it's yeah i've i've kind of had the experiences of working with all kinds of different labs i mean being in other people's offices and being in corporate offices you know sometimes that mentality is is kind of a race a race to the bottom line right and so as a result you know one thing that that you lose is 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 lab quality i mean you've got labs out there that are offering like 50 dollar or 40 dollar zirconia crowns right um and god knows what's in it and you know what you're getting back but that's kind of what you're being told is like hey this is our preferred lab like go use them um and then kind of fast forward to today where you know i I work with a small local lab here in charlotte and i mean it's it's amazing and just how important that is to my day-to-day operations the fact that i can pick up my phone and text my my lab technician say like hey like you know, this isn't going well, can you help me? Or like, hey, what do you think about, you know, this situation, this material? Or he can come over here and, you know, he can look at, you know, aesthetic cases with me and, uh, you know, do some shade matching in my office. Um, so, I mean, having having a quality lab that you can rely on, that you can communicate with is, I mean, is so important. Um you know, I I would willingly, and I do. I mean, I gladly pay a higher fee than other places just because I value that so much. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Doctor Moore. Um, so, how about this bonus question? Once again, take this any direction you'd like. Could be business, could be dentistry, could be just communication wise, could be something else, could be a combo. What advice would you give to aspiring dentists and other dentists out there? just to maximize success in 2023, 2024, and beyond? Um, Learn to communicate and be a great leader. Um, I think those are my two biggest ones is that, you know, if you can communicate effectively with people, I mean, that's, you know, with your lab, with your team, with your patients, um, it takes you so, so much further. you know, than than so many other things. And so, you know, those two things um, for aspiring dentists, I mean, just, you know, knowing knowing what you're getting into, ask tons of questions, be curious and, and, and learn as much about, you know, the business of dentistry as much as, you know, the clinical part of dentistry. Um, that, you know, those, those things are going to help you help you in the long run. Um, so yeah, I think that those are my, those are my big ones. Yeah, no, I think that's super helpful because you just hear it 
in, in every industry, it's, it's, it's yes, the hard skills are important, but also those soft skills as well, just the ability to communicate. Um, and, and that really goes a long way. Uh, last question. Do you have any goals for the future? I mean, to continue to, um, I mean, keep growing our practice. Um, you know, COVID was was really tough, and so you know, just continuing to bounce back from that, um, and and get more involved in our community, um, like on a local level, just being able to give back um, was really kind of our immediate goal for for this year. Yeah, that goes a long way. Uh, Dr. Moore, thank you so much for a great conversation. Any final thoughts? No, man. Thank you for having me. Um, this, this was great. Um, it's actually the first podcast interview I've ever done. So No way. This was, this was a new experience, yeah. You know, Dr. Moore, I have a feeling you're probably going to end up doing a few more before it's all said and done. So we're honored to be your first one. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Moore. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been another great episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. One easy way you can help the show, just text it to a friend. You know, text it to someone who might find value in this, whether it's a lab technician, uh, an aspiring dentist, a practicing dentist, uh, even a dentist who, you know, might be looking to exit their career soon and, and retire. Um, our goal is just to bring value to everyone listening. So I just want to thank Dr. Moore one more time. My name is KJ Eichstead. Another great episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. We out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at life at newartdental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.